Welcome back to Late Night Talks. Oh my God, I cannot do this. <laughs> Second time in a row, she's doing it. Come on. Welcome back. Yeah. And it. it's episode number five. Cinco. <laughs> la, 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 la. We're going to do this every time when we celebrate that we get a new episode. You know, people usually do it for like big landmarks, like, oh, episode 100. For us, it's like, episode two yay episode five it's like jubilee <laughs> yes. here we are we Guys, we're doing, episode five we're gonna do a giveaway <laughs> we're gonna give away our You're hair gonna... that seems falling <laughs> you'll get the chance to spend a day with us in london if you just i'm kidding or maybe guys do you want to spend a day with us on London? <laughs> Most of the people listening are people already spending time with us anyway, right? Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe they're going to say, like, fuck you, bitch, as well. They are not invited. True. We, got, we do have a person from Canada listening. So, hey, if you want to come to London, well, we're not paying for your flight. But <laughs> <laughs> Come on in. But if you do want to come to London, and go. let's celebrate. Let's celebrate good time. Come um, on. So, if you cannot tell, uh, my co-host here is very excited. Um, why are you excited? So, what? basically, I have, like, really roller coaster week <laughs> or, like, marathon of concerts. Right. So, my dream came through, and after two years waiting to see fucking Dua Lipa, I actually saw Dua Lipa. Nice. How then, was it? Da, 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 oh, was <laughs> was well. Basically, I couldn't see her as clear as I wished, but it's fine. I mean, we got the tickets very cheap. We bought like two years ago, and so. it was at the O2. So for anyone yeah, yeah. who doesn't know, O2 is really, really big. So yeah. Like but it was really nice. I mean, she did really good show. You could see like she's fucking like on top, and also her opening acts were really good. So it was like. Uh, more than I expected and okay. fucking hell probably she rehearsed this fucking two years in a row or something the way she was dancing because like there's so many memes going on she doesn't know how to, to dance. dance yeah but that was initial like when she first started yeah right, but so. now and the outfits dancing as well and I'm sure it's like custom made so yeah. you can see and well I mean she's fucking fit but anyway she was like she threw a like really good show like i wasn't expecting as much so maybe that's why i was like oh my god excited <laughs> but i was really nice i really enjoyed i just didn't really like the people who was staying next to me and my friend because they were annoying my friend all the time but hey ho they enjoyed in the end so okay so that was the first concert yeah then Second the next one. day vibes changing we're going to this kind of sad mood but more like not sad in mood, but like more love songs and stuff. Um, so it's James Bay. Right. James Bay. I love James Bay. It was the second time I saw him. But the first time that I saw him was like maybe three months ago. No, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. So. But it was like more solo concert. So now he was with the band. So it was like more energetic. And the venue wasn't super big. So we managed because we got like standing... Um, Seats. seats. So that no sounds seats. <laughs> so you are just yes. standing. So no seats, but standing. Seats. Right. So, so you paid for space. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, we didn't pay a lot, but we like we were very fast to buy the tickets thanks to my friend. I hope he's listening to the podcast. Yeah. 
But um, so it's really nice because he was playing a lot with a guitar and the way he plays the guitar, man, he got like four to five guitars and everywhere, like you could see one side of the stage was the guitars, another one was, and anyway, it was really close to the stage again. So it was amazing. And I find him very funny. I mean, he got like British humor, I would say, but it kind of matches with mine. So it's like kind of fun. (laughs) Right. But it's just like the crowd. It's a bit different. So me and my friend, we, I think we could stand out because we are like, oh my God, I love this song. And we start to jump and scream and I don't care. Like probably half of the videos that he recorded, you could hear my bad singing on top. I always do that. <laughs> and then last but not least, this artist is fucking amazing. She's from Lithuania, my homeland. My homeland. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how you say it. <laughs> The land of your people. Yeah, yeah. basically my roots, right. my home, sweet home. home. <laughs> right. Uh, Jessica Shy. I mean, she doesn't really have many English songs, probably just maybe three, four. But uh, I think her voice sounds even better when she's live, not at like when they record. I mean, she is good at singing, definitely. You've seen her with me and we had a terrible it. experience. Well, we can talk about that after. Talk yeah. about this one first, then we'll talk about that one. Then we'll yeah, go so there. this time, so basically she's a Lithuanian singer, so she performs only like in Lithuanian clubs or venues. So this time was like really small club. So the crowd mm-hmm. was like, 30 plus 40 plus which is like I don't mind the age though but they were so drunk and the stage was so small so we all were so close to her that I was so scared for the singer (laughs) because we kind of got like a nice relationship this was like the third time I saw her but probably the first time because I was back home I saw her and Kleper that was way way better because there, like I think she was more relaxed because I think they are a bit scared when you come here because people are a bit like, I don't want to insult my country. Mm-hmm. But even the people from the big cities act here like fucking village person. I don't know why they need to act out so much. <laughs> there is like, how many types? I will think now, I cannot say five types or something, but there is these types. The bitch is the ones to get laid and overdressed with full makeup hair done did <laughs> pushed the hair up. Salon, yeah, yeah like did professional makeup everything is on point lashes done nails done smelling like versace gucci whatever sprayed whole bottle and she's gonna be with a friend that's gonna be a bit chubby and not that pretty this oh, to one. stand out that's yeah. the way to do it then gonna be this one that just after work super tired that probably goes to every single event and doesn't even know the act or the artist yeah then there's gonna be these guys that act like they are gangsters or something yeah all the time with change the watch showing off like big time only branded stuff like very yeah but by brands it's like guess and like tommy Hilfiger. yeah like and fake louis vuitton and gucci like, kind of, or even if it's not fake still like just like the tacky. worst like very yeah tacky like yeah. just the worst like gold fucking yeah gold and then there is this guy's like probably 18 19 years old oh yeah like or maybe i will find somebody (laughs) the love of my life is going to be in this lithuanian club in east london (laughs) (laughs) so 
yeah, so it was a bit weird. And I felt very sorry for her because all the time when I go to see her and I post a story, she always replies to me. So cute. So I got like, I feel always connected to her. <laughs> so this time, because people were so close to her and the stage was so small, and she always does like this plastic dance moves because her songs are kind of more li- lyrical, but she tried to play more dance ones because it was club and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So she was doing some move and she stretched her arm like out. So the lady grabbed her arm and she did like friendly, like, yeah, hi. And then she wanted to pull out the arm and the lady didn't. And the lady was fucking drunk, almost falling on the stage. And I was like, looking at, there was three, there were, uh, there There was, yeah, three security guards. So they didn't do anything. I was like, what are they getting paid for? Just vibes. But like, imagine if she would fall, like it Anyway, yeah. it's horrible experience for my big friend Jessica I that I really support. <laughs> Jessica Shai, listen to Jessica Shai. She got some English songs. She's really nice. So I'm like, what the fuck? I couldn't believe. <laughs> so I was like complaining big time, and I felt like so embarrassed. Yeah. But I mean, I understand. I mean, probably she knew it. It's gonna be like this. Yeah. She did like yeah. sound check, so I'm sure she was like, oh fucking hell, I'm gonna die in here. Yeah. But I'm glad she survived. And anyway, she shared my story that I posted. Yeah. She sent me some hearts. So, so like, cute. Big love to Jessica Shy. Shout out to Jessica Shy. Love, love, love. Yeah. So, but it was better than that time that we went together. Okay, so let's talk about that one. So, and from that, I think we'll talk a bit more about just like what it means to be an immigrant in London. Because I think we get access to stuff that most people don't. And this is one of them. (laughs) So we, when did, we we were living here at the time, right? So it was like October. Yeah, it was, because it wasn't that cold outside, but it was still like chilly. But anyway, it was, you did say you were meant to go with one of your friends. Yeah, but Um, she canceled. She canceled. So you're like, I have a ticket. So like, but just so you know, it's a Lithuanian club. And I was like, fair. I'm Romanian, like, I'm used to, like, immigrants, you know, like, let's go. (laughs) So, but this was, like, when clubs, I think, only started to open here, like, fully. So, it was, like, like, one of the first times that people were going out, out fully, you know? So, and I think after two years of being stuck inside as well, people went, like, crazy in terms of everything. So, we got there, and the... Club itself, it has a weird layout as well. I wouldn't say it's the best because, like, you walk in and it's like, I don't know, it was really weird because you kind of walked past the bar, which was at the far back, and then you had to go straight to get to where the stage was. Yeah. And then it had a second floor, which was like reserved for VIP tickets, which is like, which we didn't realize. But anyway, you were like, I've been here before, so I think we should position ourselves here, like, next to the stairs whatever 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 right so like we can see the stage fine anyway we went for jessica shy but there was other artists playing so they started playing and it started to get busy and i was looking around and i was like okay these definitely look like eastern european people (laughs) because they look like the type of people that would go to the romanian clubs so like you know and i think at first it was fine and then it started to get busier and men 
people were like just pushing and spilling drinks spilling drinks well on you last. like not yeah. saying sorry when they were trying to move past you just like going for it and i got really pissed at one point and also the other thing because it's lithuanian club yeah and it's very weird to have someone that doesn't speak lithuanian yeah they were speaking lithuanian and i was like i'm not lithuanian yeah like, they don't understand they think that you are probably joking because well, yeah. we are both eastern europeans yeah. so we kind of look like we yeah. belong with them like belong with them i mean <laughs> like uh, white uh, whatever yeah. and stuff blue green eyes so but it's just like i remember that time as well because like fair enough like nobody really appreciates jessica shy nobody really listens her as much mm. so i was happier at the second time that i went now because at least there were people who actually we knew, knew her because yeah. when we went first time nobody really knew her no, so we they were, were keep, we, yeah so they were keep walking and fucking annoying me because yeah, like, i couldn't were, listen to my music no, like they you kept bitches, walking yeah. like in and out so like they weren't standing if you would listen to someone you would just like stand there and like listen yeah. to the music right they kept walking in and out and it was so busy yeah there was literally no space to turn around and i think at one point i just got so annoyed i mean there's the video of me like just like turning around because someone walked past me and at one point we said we're not gonna move anymore you know we're just gonna stand here and if people try to push they try to push and there's this video of me where someone walks past and I just said, what the actual fuck are you doing? <laughs> but and it's, I, like, it's like an ice song thing. Like, and you're like, oh my God, I like this song. She's dancing in solo. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I think I did get like, we did get a couple like ugly looks. And yeah. like some bitches oh were trying God, to, yeah, so God. some bitches were trying to fight us, right? Yeah. What, what happened? I don't remember. So it. basically they really pushed you and you got upset, but you didn't say anything think yeah and i saw like they were like kind of and i was like did and they, they were say like, something to you and you, you said like i don't know but like they really pushed me yeah, yeah and then she turned back because i think i don't know why she turned back yeah and she showed the middle finger oh yeah and then me i showed her middle finger and with my middle finger i was fighting her middle finger <laughs> i don't know if it's gonna make sense for the listeners you know, but, but imagine like there's someone like in front of you just like showing middle finger and, like levera next to me just like showing middle fingers i was like what the fuck is going and on fighting yeah, like, like, because this is how you need to survive but everybody actually. was so rude i was like what the fuck guys like what's going on but then i was like actually you know what this is if i was at Royal reagan probably would be the same yeah but anyway we got annoyed and then and we left early and then we were feeling bad i was like it's fine because i've seen the other artists anyway yeah, so yeah. i really wanted to see her it's just like it was so busy and i was like this is just like but because it was the first event that they did after the COVID, so i, I think, think so, they yeah. oversell everything probably. and then probably it's like some people they just go out because they just go out of sake to go out and maybe meet new people yeah. they don't even care who but sings. Also, like yeah. i yesterday when i was leaving i could hear like like some girls were saying, like, oh, this is the first time I came to this club. I will never come back. I will just came for Jessica, which is nice. But there was some dudes like, who is she? I yeah. was like, so why did you came here? It's maybe, to yeah, find bitches. I don't know. Yeah, probably. But I think as well, like, people are so drunk at that point. And I was yeah. like, oh which my is God. Fine. But I'm also like, man, like, if you know you're like sloppy drunk, like, 
at least you know don't drink yourself to an oblivion it was like 10 p.m like it was meant to just yeah. barely start i was like i understand pre-drinking but like i feel like this is taking but this is oh this is another rule of like immigrants right yeah because they don't want to spend money in the club and yeah. like to be honest our clubs they always are too overpriced oh, they are. Yeah. and it doesn't yeah. matter if if it's probably like pay the same prices as in fucking mayfair yeah yeah, yeah. which is so stupid you literally do, yeah like yesterday the cocktail that i got was like yeah. i mean like i don't know i didn't feel well so i didn't drink much yeah but i was like it was fucking expensive for but lunch. it was the same so and I think that's the thing as well. And what they do is, which I guess they do in some London clubs as well, but like at the Romanian club. So I went to, I think about a year ago when lockdown was fast, the first lockdown was lifted and they opened stuff. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, no, it wasn't because it was a club. So it was, yeah, it was on, things fully opened. It was weird. Anyway, I ended up at, so the people that I used to live with, um one of the girls was like oh, I really want to go to this club like you know whatever I was like I I knew that it wasn't my type of music already so like for anyone that doesn't know like Balkan music is like how do I explain like oriental type music but not really because it's like Balkan anyway it's like music that you would hear it's in my way I would explain like it's kind like of party pop, specific yeah, music, but like pop but like, music mixed with folklore. Yes, yeah, kind it of. Ha- it's a little bit, but like it's targeted towards a specific type of people. Is the best way yeah. to describe it. So like, it's the type of people that get drunk and like what all the time. It's the type of people that have like no just like general idea of where they live. Basically, that's the best way to put it out there. So I was like, I already know this is not going to be my crowd, but I was like, I don't want to leave her to go alone. So I was like, I'll go with her. I am so nice. And then another dude from the house who was from uh, Moldova, the country, um, he also came with us. So we, we went there and like the first thing they did was like, oh, girls can come in for free, but you have to pay 30 quid to get in. So he had to pay 30 pounds to get into this shit ass club. We went in for free. Anyway, we go in. It was fucking empty, right? I think it was like, maybe we got there at like half 10, 11 is when people started coming in. By people, I mean, just the same way you were saying. It's like, this is where we get into kind of like the experience of like immigrants living here because I feel like I recognize Romanian people on the street. And I feel like you feel the same with like Lithuanian people because we dress in a specific type of way to let you know that we're better than you okay and by better than you we mean the it's always going to be branded stuff like you will never catch a romanian person that came from the village and was poor and even from the like big well not so much i think from the big cities like the people that come to like because i think there's two types of like immigrants in my view that come here there's the people that come here to like stay here forever and there's the people that only come here to save money to send back home and then go back home eventually so if you only came here to save money, you don't really care about like learning the language, like your future here or whatever. You're just here for the like quick money, send them home, buy whatever it needs to show the people at home that you're living the good life in London. Oh, you know? definitely. Like wear, like look at my Adidas tracksuit like that I wear here all the time. Oh my God. So, <laughs> and we got there. So like the people coming in and I'm talking about like the men like wearing the fucking like, as I told you, like Gucci shirt, belts, like fucking big. 
women jewelry gold fucking botox like in lips and everything i was like my god like this is not where i'm meant to be <laughs> like i was not like because i was like oh but i was just like standing there like oh my god like i am genuinely petrified of like all these people like i do I not pretend know. for me i always feel like oh i don't belong here i think that's the same for me it's because like i don't want to say that like uh, uh i don't like to talk to like yeah. women but it's just like for me i see myself as like a bit different in terms of like why i'm here and like i always want to not lose my culture but like integrate in terms of like accepting you know whatever values and whatever people that do here like you're trying to invest yeah. not losing but i just feel like i don't know it feels like going backwards in terms of like showing people what immigrants are a little bit but and it was man the music there was women oh like God, going on let me tell you so the dj was like when there is a pick of the song and like oh my god i know this song the song is amazing they changed to some rubbish song all the time they do that like, i don't understand it like they change songs like the dj probably is like he just works in one club is the same club and yeah. he gets like 100 quid probably, yeah, probably. per night yeah. or even less yeah. but he thinks oh my god i am now like i don't know um whatever which dj i could say tiesto something because yeah, yeah, yeah. i couldn't think of anything else <laughs> and he's like so then when you go to ask for the song at some point yeah. because people start to go yeah. and he's always no 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 i, I don't have the song yeah. like everything is all right but it's like every like minute it's so and it's bad. like the way sometimes the song Makes doesn't it, like yeah. match yeah. like it's not smooth yeah. um change i'm like why just and they so think bad. they are the best yeah no it's not so like it was this i hear they didn't have a dj but they had like the music and they had like even a stage than... in the middle they had like two dancers oh my god and, like, this is a portion it no, well, it was. It, I didn't understand because I was looking at them and like the men. You could see them like looking at like their vaginas. Just like I was like, oh my god! Yeah, but like, this is that's why they got them. I to cannot, attract yeah, the yeah, dudes. literally. But I was like, just so bad. And like the way I don't know. I just I always feel like when we used to go and like when people go to the club dress like this and like to just show off the way they yeah. dress and stuff. I just, I'm, I'm like, are you having a good time? Or like, did you just come here for like, because I guess this is a kind of, um, cause in Romania, people really do care a lot about their appearance. And it's oh, the like, same in Lithuania. I mean, now maybe it's changing, but I it think depends. it's changing in like the bigger cities, but yeah. like where I'm from, originally, yeah. every time I go back home, and like I dress the way I dress here usually, which is like oh, I wear crop tops and like whatever, whatever. Like I always go home and everyone's like, what are oh you my god, now, like, yeah. <laughs> like oh my god, like have you seen the way she's dressed or like whatever? And you can see people on the street looking at you as on. I'm like, it's a fucking crop top. And like if I want to show my ass and my tits, I'll be showing my ass and my tits. Like it's fine, don't worry. Oh my god, this girl. <laughs> but it's not. It's like it's just always like that mentality, and it's the same when you go to like when I went to that club there. I was I don't I didn't I just wore some like jeans in the top that was it because I was like I'm not going I have no I don't want to be here so everybody was staring at me like I was fucking homeless and walked into that club like uh, kind what of is she the doing? way I felt yesterday because like they were wearing like kind of 
dress to go to the wedding or yeah. prom or something and I'm like <laughs> I'm just wearing jeans yeah like I just want to enjoy yeah, yeah, that's it, but it's it's not saying that like you know if you do want to get dressed like however you want to yeah. get dressed it's fine but it's that idea of like oh I need to look good otherwise like what I'm like, otherwise what who cares just wear whatever it is that you yeah. want to wear if you want to come naked yeah well maybe now go naked to a Romanian club <laughs> I don't think it's in like I don't I don't know but just in the, <laughs> in the tone of that, I guess I took you to, so moving to London as an immigrant, how did you feel when you first moved here? Were you any big shocks in terms of culture? Well, for me first, because I got my uncle, he lives here. This yeah. is how I got here. But before I decided to move in to London, I came here for holiday so when I was here for holiday, maybe it's just like diversity of people I'm not used to mm. because like my town is fucking small, yeah. which is fine. I think you get used to in a while. But on holiday, everything looked so perfect, yeah. so nice. that I was like, uh, because I changed my mind what I want to do and I couldn't get to university and stuff, blah, 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 another story. So I was like, oh, so like I really want to come. So I called my uncle and everything. I think for me, it was just like, at the beginning, I was always feeling like, I don't know what I'm doing in here. Yeah. And I was like, basically crying probably for six months. Was it because you Because felt- I was like, I was 18. Yeah. I always lived with my parents before. So yeah. I never lived alone. I didn't know how to do things. Then I got my dog back home. Mm. So like, it went that time, I think it was what, 2013. I was still speaking on Skype with my mom. Oh, wow. Is that possible? Ooh. Skype is still a thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but so I used to cry all the time and I see my dog on the laptop. Oh. Because I really, like, I started like from some really crappy job and with Lithuanian people as well. So it felt a bit like. Yeah. I mean, it was other people as well, but mainly the bigger majority of the team was Lithuanian they were so fucking mean and I could not get it why they were doing that to me so I thought that I got an issue yeah and then I was like at the beginning I was really trusting everyone and this were got me into the trouble as well like or like I don't know they were just mocking me and stuff so in the end I was like you know what I don't trust anyone yeah yeah so maybe other things then then I started to meet like uh mediterranean people yeah, so like, like let's say italian spanish well i put the ketchup on my pizza italian chef was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> kind of like you insulting me or like oh well, Relax. I, I hate well anyway that, but whatever yeah. but yeah it was this is was one of the shocks then well maybe because i came here before to holiday i wasn't surprised because here everybody are so polite oh, i'm so sorry they just touch you then all in the london time, yeah and where <laughs> like i don't know in the shops and stuff but also um what else ah you know like when they ask you hey how are you yeah and they just saying of yeah, sake yeah. to say it or like how, and um, me i used to be so honest i used to answer like oh i didn't have a good day i didn't sleep well and once somebody like corrected me and i was like look they don't care how actually you feel <laughs> what's going on in your life it's, it's so just it. say good and that's it you, yeah but it's not that when they say you are right and you're yeah. like yeah it's like oh they don't actually care if you're all right that's just what they say 
so I don't know um I guess for me because I came to university directly so I was 18 and I didn't live in London so I lived up north Uh, I went to university up north and for me it was quite first of all because the accent up north is like my fucking god like I was struggling big time with like the words and stuff I was like this is not the English that I've learned in school oh yeah for me I had the same issues I was like I I I mean not yeah. maybe that bad because in London, anyway, everybody that kind yeah. of mixture. You can meet yeah. English yeah. Uh, immigrants from other countries and stuff. Why well, used to suffer so as bad. well? And I was so self conscious about my accent. Oh, as well. me too. Oh I always God. thought it sounds so bad. So in seminars at the beginning, and like because it was first year as well, I didn't know how fucking universities worked here. They've got freshers week. They've got like fucking shit where like you have to. Let's go around the room and introduce ourselves, say one fun fact, whatever. And I just felt like everybody was staring at me every time I spoke because oh my of my God. accent. So you was getting I excited done, constantly. Yeah, I was like, I was getting so stressed and I, I used to hate it. So I used to avoid speaking. And then all changed when I went out for the first time. God bless like that area because it's an area of the North that's like really, just like really, really yeah you know strong in terms of like english population right they don't get that many immigrants there so i went out and i was i was in the i was coming out of the toilet it was a weather spoons as well right so this woman comes out and i was like oh sorry and she's like my god where are you from and i was like <laughs> i just i was like oh, i'm romanian no she's like oh my god i've never met another romanian person. can we take a picture together <laughs> yeah. she's like so do you eat a lot of cabbage in Romania? <laughs> I was like, that's the wrong. They eat peppers only all the time. We, all of our diet is based on peppers yeah. only. So, so um, yeah, peppers. But she was like, I love your, like, you know, I love your accent. Can you swear? Can you say a swear word in Romanian? I was like, oh, like, of course you said pula. <laughs> well, me swear, I don't know. I feel I'm used to it now, like swearing in Romanian, because I swear a lot in Romanian in mm-hmm. general. I don't know. I feel like, and that's another thing. I, we're just jumping from topic to topic, but I just feel like us as immigrants, we have better swear words than in English. Can I just say that? In English, you have like, what? Fuck some like other weird, but ours are really creative. Like, like fuck motherfucker. But, but it's not like that. So like, we have some that like fuck your dead mother's relatives. Like, How that sounds like, in Romanian? Oh my god! <laughs> so we don't have much, and anyway, I don't really want to say because half of them probably got uh, influence from Russia. Russia. Yeah. So it's like, uh, yeah, I yeah. don't like it. So actually, even before I came to UK, I used to say fuck all the time. Yeah. Fuck. Because I was like, but that's like so simple. That's what I was saying. Like we have so many weird, but yeah. Anyway, after she said that, I was like, yeah. oh, maybe I don't need to be so cautious about my accent. So and then that, she started to talk. Hi, hey, my, my name, name is Joanna. And I'm but from Romania. I don't know. Woo. I think we've always got this idea that like, oh, we should be ashamed. But at the end of the day, we, you speak a second language, right? Yeah. And like, it's, it's hard work. It's for, People that yeah. don't do it on a daily basis, imagine, like, you had to move directly from your country here and adapt like that, right? Speak and everything. And anyway, basically what we learned in school, because for me, uh, half, I don't know why, was, like, American English. But then when I, like, got to 
stronger level of English yeah. because I was doing English exam, blah, 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 and stuff was English, English. Yeah. So then it's like, it for me, it was pretty, like yeah, a weird. bit like weird to change. Yeah. And then anyway, when I came here, I was like, oh my God, I was so stressed in such a big city. Like in my town, it's probably just 10 streets and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like probably we have only one traffic light. So imagine like to cross a road <laughs> in here. <laughs> I was giving it. Exciting. Look left, look right when you have to yeah, cross. But imagine. And then I was always scared on the train, somebody gonna rob me. I yeah. don't know why I got this feeling. So was really well, but anyway, me too. I started to talk because I had an issue at work. Yeah. So I had to fight with one like um lady supervisor. And I was like, okay, if I'm not gonna speak up, yeah, she's just yeah. gonna be like, yeah. and then I stopped like like I th- was trying to avoid Lithuanian people as well. Yeah. Which was, I mean, kind of I stupid when the... I think now, but yeah. I think it was the best well, for me. It, and yeah. then we started to go out with work. So then you start to yeah. talk and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And but I think that's the best way to learn as well. Like if you're always, and that's not saying, oh, don't speak to like even Romanian or don't speak Lithuanian. But if you do want to learn English, you learn it by conversations usually. Yeah. So like, you get used to I mean, you hear. basically it's better if you're surrounded by more English people, yeah. because like me now, my accent okay maybe because i speak too slow and this is the common thing from lithuanian people they mm. pick uh, <laughs> <laughs> pick, speak very slow so yeah so this is how people can recognize me and the way i pronounce r's are really hard like i think the first time when i went to mcdonald's i said can i have a cheeseburger <laughs> and the girl was like sorry what did you say cheeseburger which is like I don't understand. Can you say it? I was like, this one, cheeseburger, double. <laughs> but then now, anyway, I went after a while. I decided what I want to do in my life. So I went to uni. I think it changed a lot. Yeah. Especially now, because basically it's only me and the other guy that, like, we are not from England. So our, our English level improved a lot. And mm. anyway, your English is way better than mine. Just so because I went to a uni where a lot of yeah um, so. so but I like uh but anyway the other shocks I think it's when you meet people from the other cultures like oh there is like I mean you know those things that they are exist like Ramadan and yeah. other stuff but when you meet them and like <laughs> I'm eating lunch and the person just looking at me and I'm like I cannot do this so I remember I used to not eat when this girl was working with me because I felt bad. Aww. Well, because like, come on, how I will eat? I don't know. Anyway, this was probably <laughs> stupid of me. Then like Spanish people, they always come, hug you, give you two kisses or even three on the cheek. And, really? None yeah. of the Spanish people I worked with did that to me. <laughs> like, come on, guys. So I used to be like, oh, 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 because in my country, just say hi, hi. No, but it. I think that's the that's another thing is also like Eastern European people tend to be very direct, yeah, like usually. Cold a bit. So it, it's, cold. it's like perceived as like almost being rude. So yeah. like it's, it's a bit weird because this is where you get into kind of the differences like you know the like some people just like to be they're direct because that's the way I and they say the truth all the time as well and they yeah. don't really play this around which I guess is not like it might not be as common kind of here in terms of that so you get really I like, mean here people are more polite so they like, so. like you, won't get that. Sometimes. You, you won't get that in Romania or like, like they like talk around yeah you're not gonna 
say the point straight away they're just gonna talk for 15 minutes and then like oh yeah and then in the end the point is i'm like no, but that's what that's what and i think that was another culture shock. so let yeah. me tell you my experience yeah. of the first year at university right so first of all my biggest shock was how open people are about sex here oh wow yeah Coming that's so true from a small like not village i almost said well a, a small city in romania like you don't really get the sex talk. I mean, you you kind of and we don't do sex ed in school. We did sexual diseases though. They're like you will die if you have sex or abstinence all the way, kids. You know, so you know you know about it. And you kind of know about yeah. everything else. But when I came here, people like Freshers Week as well. It's like the Have you been to Freshers Week at uni university? No, they, they didn't have this kind so of. So it's like they do like loads of activities for you to meet other people. So one of the stuff was like we went out one evening, right? We went yeah. out in Newcastle. My fucking god, the things that I've seen there. I was like, I don't. It was my first week there yeah. as well. So like, imagine little Romanian me with like my brain thinking, oh, you know when two people love each other <laughs> that's when they sleep with each other you know so i went i will never forget this i was traumatized we went to this like random ass i don't even know what it was called but anyway went in and i was going like house party or what it wasn't a house party so like in newcastle in the center they've got like a, there's a row kind of of like different clubs mm -hmm. and in between them there's like some alleys that you can go to and stuff so we went out because my friend at, like wanted to smoke at the time so we went out there i saw a girl so, like sucking someone's dick oh like, yeah that oh i, I was, forgot oh, about i turned this. around and i was like what the fuck is going on and she was like oh yeah this is normal she's just probably i was like what the fuck is going on here like i need to go home and think about what happened <laughs> i was i couldn't fucking believe it and then that was not like, even the worst part so like during freshers week as well my god another thing so this dude i hate how like people cannot be honest with each other and say shit face to face this dude and my friend they started to talk right and they had this weird thing and i was like i don't really want to get involved because i just feel like this dude is not the type of person that i want to be around yeah. you know so i was like but if you want to talk to him that's fine i don't really care so anyway they were kind of, they were talking to each other blah 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 and then they i at one point i think she like kind of slept with him or something happened and they argued and whatever and she was texting me like you know he's a horrible person i was like yeah whatever just avoid him we were on the same course so like how are you gonna do that i was like this this is why you shouldn't be stupid you know so anyway we stay happens it's fine yeah but like it's fine i was like just avoid like whatever and stuff but we so we i was meant to go to my course and she was uh she waited for me and she was like, oh, this dude like really wants um, wants us to save him a seat. And I was like, why would I save him a seat? He's not my friend. I was like, if you want to go stay with him, you can go stay with him. I don't mm -hmm. care. I don't I don't want to speak to this dude. But I was like, it's weird. You said you argued with him. So why are you still trying to stay next to him? Like, I don't understand the logistics of this. But I was like, if you want to go stay with him, you can go stay with him. Maybe the problem. sex was really good. But then, like, he came in and he sat alone. And then I got a fucking long-ass message on Facebook from this dude saying, you're the one that told her to break up with me. Because of you, she didn't want to sit next to me. I was like, are you in fucking fifth grade? <laughs> why are you messaging me? 
about a girl that wanted to sit next to you. What the fuck is this shit? I was like, if you message me again, I will fucking kill you myself. I was like, stay the fuck away from me for your Yeah, benefit. so this is another thing. You always sound like a murderer. But it's not that. I was like, I don't understand, like, what you want from me. So I said to him, I was like, I, listen, like, in all honesty, avoid me. When you see me, don't say hi to me. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to be involved with you. We're not on the same whatever. He changed seminar groups after. <laughs> gets until like second year and in second year he was like oh hi how have you been i was like we're not friends stay away from me <laughs> so yeah the, i mean I, I just don't know i felt like it was so all around so that was that yeah. happened in my first year and i was like this is really weird that, that was another shock i was like why are these people not just honest with each other like i don't want to be your friend that's fine just leave me alone but the whole university drinking culture for me was also kind of weird but again in Romania, people drink as well. Yeah. University is normal. Like, it's not like they only do it here. But the way they do it here, I'm like... I mean, I think back home... I feel like, like it's very glamorized here. I feel like people like are kind of almost proud of the fact that like they drank and like they ended up doing some stupid shit. Like, fair enough, you can be the same in Romania, but you hide that. Because if your parents find out, they will murder But It's you. because probably, I assume... Like we are from small town, so everybody, everybody knows what's like yeah. going to happen when you went, what did you yeah. do, where did you smoke your first cigarette? Everybody gonna gonna know everything about you. So you always kind of scared. You're doing I mean not scared, but you're doing like yeah, in underground to, yeah. private, you don't really show off with that. Yeah. And here they're like, Oh my god, I just yeah. went and I had orgy. Oh my god, I was so good. Yeah, I was like, people are with their personal lives as well i i once sat in a seminar and this girl came in and she was talking to her friends and i was just like sitting there mind my own business and she was like yeah so i slept with this dude last night and i think i caught some bed bugs from his like bed sheets so i had to go to the pharmacy this morning i was like what the fuck is going on why would you say that and i was like i was sitting next to her i was like oh my god so like, if i got like catch something because you slept with someone that doesn't wash their fucking bed sheets what the fuck is going on but yeah, yeah there was that's a crazy. Of, yeah, like I don't know. I um it was funny, but like at the same time I was like, I'm concerned for all of these people. But yeah, little me like ended up there and I was like, after first year, my life changed completely. I was like, maybe you don't need to be in love with someone to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it doesn't work like that all the time. Maybe you are allowed to make eye contact before marriage, you know? <laughs> <laughs> my God, to your I mean well, I don't know. I think... Did you feel the same? Or, like, was it a bit, like, different for you, I guess, in terms of... Did you feel like it was a difference? Like... I mean, yeah, they were open. And anyway, like, probably in the Huania, well, it depends. Maybe in bigger cities, it's more or less oh, yeah, the same shit, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. But, like, when you are from small town, you yeah. don't see a girl sucking a cock. Yeah, somebody no. fingering the other person in yeah. the club. <laughs> or somebody who's married kissing the person. And then we all work together. Like, this is always, like, or the manager is fucking five people and you're like, oh, so they don't know that he fucks the same girl yeah. and stuff like that. So I was, like, fucking weird for me. But I was, like, at some point you get used to it, I think. Yeah, I was the same. I'm very desensitized to it now. Like, someone's yeah. like, oh, I got fingered and forever. I'm like, cool. So do you want to eat? So, like, yeah. what's, what's going on? I don't on? care anymore. Yeah. But I got used to it. Anyway, for me, I think... Well, yeah, that was a shock 
but it's like I just got used to so fast because I, I was yeah. working with a lot of um, Spanish people, Italian people, so they are very open already yeah, as well with yeah. sexuality and stuff. Yeah. So at some point I was like, okay, I need to kind of, I mean, I didn't invent just or something like that, but it's like, okay, you get used to because every <laughs> single time, out. <laughs> yeah, like every single time you go out, somebody gonna overshare something or even not with that. So, so that was like, okay, maybe just some traditions. Like, anyway, I still cannot understand. And like, people was hugging me and me are like, oh my God, why are they hugging me? You know so me like for five minutes. Yeah, they do that. And they like, oh, like the way people say love you here as well. Yeah. It's oh like, my God, yeah, it's so like, I doesn't... don't get it. it. It feels like it has no meaning. Like it was only like after a week and they're like, okay, love you, bye. I'm like, what? Why would you say that? Like, <laughs> you don't know me like that. Yeah, so we don't really express as yeah, they do. Yeah, the emotions are not, at least for me, I mean, that's the way, well, I didn't grow up in the most like functional family anyway. Oh, me either. Like, but I like, really received compliments I, In general, stuff, so... the way like I saw people around me as well, like yeah. from our common experience, like we don't really express emotions as much, which I guess is kind of, you know. The influence been... of fucking Soviet Union, yeah, I it's think. Like, yeah. And maybe, quite... well, because like my parents, both of them, like they came from big families. So I don't think so. They received much love yeah, in there. I so they didn't really knew how to express. Because, yeah, compliments man i used to be so bad somebody says like oh my god I like a top i'm red like tomato yes, I, and i don't know what to say i'm like uh thank you yeah. i guess <laughs> i always say i feel really bad so i'm always like oh it was really cheap yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah like be like oh it doesn't even look that good and they're like oh okay I'm like, i don't know what to do with this yeah. information oh so. my god your eyes yeah. like an ocean and be yeah. like ah, i'm so lucky to have the blue eyes ah thank you <laughs> like what do i need yeah. to say no it's yeah i agree it's kind of also but it's also gifts and like um, yeah. customs as well in terms of that so like for us birthdays for example are a weird thing because birthdays in romania when it was my birthday mm -hmm. you would have to take everyone out and pay for what they drank ate everything right and yeah. then bring you gifts here you pay for yourself if you go to someone's birthday maybe you buy them a drink yeah maybe but one round like it's not the same and then also you don't really receive any gifts here no they just go and they're like oh i bought you a shot of tequila i'm like get the fuck out of here <laughs> like bring me a present <laughs> what are you doing yeah so, so it's not like so common yeah and same with the wedding but i've never really went to the wedding in here like english wedding yeah but they never... said like um this is like oh like in my country you like put a lot of money as a gift you dress up a lot and stuff but you get like free entertainment free food yeah you do sometimes yeah. even free accommodation depends and how close you, you are yeah, with the, with the people who are getting married yeah and here you just go you pay for your own drinks yeah i don't get it then uh, yeah. sometimes there is no even like food there's only snacks or like they really? just order their food track it depends how big the wedding is oh, but this okay. is what i've heard from other people okay. so i don't know i might be wrong yeah i might be right correct us if yeah. you've been to an english wedding tell us what the traditions yeah. are we don't know <laughs> so that's a bit shocking for me like oh yeah because weddings in the uh, same in romania they go big like oh okay like you have to invite 200 people this is the menu this is whatever it is this is how you get dressed this is how you do this this and that so it's a bit kind of like you know 
um, I don't feel like they go as big here. But it's the same with parties. I don't know. Like we have, uh, we've always had this kind of like when it's a party, it's a fucking party. Like everybody goes like all the way out. So, no, I mean here as well, but here they like to, oh, let's go to one place, then let's do something else, oh, let's do something there. And then here people, like, usually at home, at least for me, yes, we drink a lot, but we always, like, we are heavy drinkers, but we got that limit that, okay, I will stop now, I cannot yeah. do it anymore. Here nobody takes a shit. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it depends, yeah. like, yeah. some people don't even drink sometimes, you go out, they just, like... Alcohol tolerance, I will say this, alcohol tolerance here, it does feel like it's a lot lower than like what I'm used to. Or maybe it's because we have alcoholic tendencies, which one it is, yeah. I don't know. But like, I always felt like when I went out in university compared to like the people that I used to go with, I always could drink a lot more than that. And they would have like two ciders and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so drunk. Like from two ciders. I was like, what is this? <laughs> Guys, what are we doing here? But then I never drank. I only had one time. I don't know if I said this on the podcast, if I mentioned it, but I only had one time. I didn't black out fully, yeah. but I black out, blacked out for the Uber home. So I remember getting into the Uber. I, I don't know how. I could have died. Yeah. I could have died that night. But I remember I managed to get into the Uber by myself but I don't remember the ride from the station home, which only takes like five minutes. But I woke up when I got in front of my house. I took my shoes off at the door and I climbed on my bed and passed out, makeup on, dressed. <laughs> <laughs> and then woke up, I was like, I was so disappointed in myself. And it was when I turned 20, not last year, but the year before, when I turned so 23. 23. Oh. Yeah, I was like, holy fuck! I black. I was like, I am so embarrassed with myself. But to be fair, I drank so much that day. I was like, this. Man, I had more blackouts in my life than you ever had. Yeah, yeah. Like probably the other week, I went out. I don't remember how I got home. Which time? I went out to Clapham to some Mexican place that was oh, really yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Then we drank a lot because like one of my friends broke up and stuff like that. So it's always. So I don't know, but I felt like I was good and we ate. So I felt like I'm okay. But then sometimes for me, when I, if I don't take Uber, I just f start to feel very sleepy on the train yeah. and I don't remember how I get home. And for me, it's not the first time that this happens. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen every month or something. Yeah. I'm like, I need to stop doing this because sometimes, you know, I know we can get in fucking trouble. Yeah. Like, I don't know, probably three years back once. So I was really drunk and the ride from the station to my house takes like probably 10 minutes. And I don't know why I left the Uber. I asked them to stop the, I asked the driver to stop <laughs> the car and he asked me if I'm okay. But I don't really remember why I decided out of the sudden that he needs to stop the car. And I was walking home and I was like, but I paid for Uber. Like what the <laughs> fuck it happened to me? <laughs> I was really drunk as well. It was like my leaving party from the job that I didn't like. So I was like, fuck it. I will drink so much. I ate everything. <laughs> so happy, you know, to leave this so. shit job. So yeah, it was fun. But I mean, yeah, it's fucking dangerous. So it's always nice when yeah. you go with someone home. So even if you are both blackout, at least right, somebody... Two people, yeah, it's not like... Be I don't know what the fuck was I thinking, to be fair. Like, I went anyway, by myself. But anyway, it's at least, well, it's like uh, how like you get with the Uber drivers as well, because some yeah. of them fucking out. 
I remember they used to talk with me so much shit, like kind of asking my phone number, but they basically can't see my phone number anyway, yeah. which is a bit creepy. And like, I don't think they can. They can only see like the beginning of the digits. So they can call you obviously through yeah. the app. They, they can't see your phone number. But I think maybe before they used to, but they, they have just your address. Started. They have your address. They're yeah, so anyway, it was like fucking creepy. Yeah. So I remember like, oh, you look so beautiful. I'm like, I'm just getting the ride home, but thank you for the compliment. Or I'm like, oh, my boyfriend is waiting for me, even though I have no oh, my boyfriend. Husband. Yeah, like I create lies just to escape from yeah. this situation. So like, it's fucking weird. But anyway, I think now, because the, there are many murders, not like the girl just walking yeah, home, which yeah. is really upsetting. But um, there is this... Um, instagram account i think it's called walk with me yeah that you can message them book the slot when you go home if you go alone oh. and they take care of you it's really nice account i follow it just in case yeah next time i feel like yeah because when i was in uni as well when like they used to have in like nights where people would go out they used to have a night bus from mm -hmm. the student campus so like um students from the kind of student union would walk around and if it was someone really drunk they would ask like they'll be in groups and be like do you want us to take you home and like do you have a ride home uber and stuff so that's quite nice because yeah. i guess a lot of stuff happens when people are really drunk and you don't realize so it's a bit kind of you know yeah well, i mean usually i put the headphones and i put like my ass bitch face I look yeah, very look, mad, yeah. and if somebody says to me something, I just don't talk. Yeah, I say I, I ignore big say time. I don't speak English. Me, no, I just like, don't talk yeah. unless it's something like really serious. But then I'm like, fuck off, leave me alone. <laughs> well, like, because you never know who would be like that. Yeah, serial killer or something. Yeah. Imagine, you <laughs> know what happened? <laughs> God, please bless me in America. Talking <laughs> about blessed. <laughs> so we had a poll last week and we asked you guys which drivers you want to hear about next and you all wanted to hear about lewis hamilton, hamilton or as we like to call him lulu um so i guess there's a lot to say when i did my research i again i tried to do a bit i was not happy with the way i presented daniel um ricardo last time I anyway, like, maybe we joke too much about being on top as well. Yeah, like, sorry to Daniel Ricardo. And his fans. And his, okay, I will not say anything anymore. His <laughs> fans want to be on top of him as well. It's fine. Yeah. So everyone wants to be on top of Daniel. But um, sorry to him, I guess. Um, but Lewis has a very impressive career. And he has a very... Um, he does a lot of things outside of Formula One as well. So there's quite a lot to say about him. So I try to be as concise as possible, but with him being statist, I'm going to say it um, in a way that doesn't upset people because there's always this conversation in Formula One about who's the greatest driver of all time, you know? And like people have different yeah. opinions. Some say it's Schumacher, some say it's Senna, some say it's whatever. Um, people seem to get really upset when someone says Lewis Hamilton is the most like successful. Yeah, I told driver. you know, like at work I had a conversation with one people person. People get really and... upset about it, and their argument is always like, "Oh, he had the best car, so that's why it wins." That's how it works in Formula One. But also, even if you do have the best car, you have to be very, very consistent to do what the dude did. Like he won. 103 races he's got 103 wins which is the most wins that every driver has he's got seven world titles so he's, <laughs> he's just gonna clap yeah. it's gonna be a lot of claps he's doing a lot of things 
so he's got 103 pole positions. Yes. Most, most podium finishes, 183. And as I said, several world like um, championships tied with Schumacher. So from a statistical, <laughs> from a statistical perspective, he is the most successful driver of all time out there. Now, by the way, the kind of things are going now, um, I can, I'll say this Verstappen does look promising to kind of, if yeah. he stays in formula one for however long he, um, and we're going to talk about him in the later episode, but it w there will be a chance that these records will be broken at some point, but to do what he did, it's still like very, very impressive considering, you know, it takes consistency. It takes everything. Some, sometimes you have the best car, but you fall under pressure. I mean, we saw what happened to look at Carlos Sainz, for example, last three races, he crashed every time, even though they've got one of the best cars in the field. Sometimes like it's, it's difficult to stay at that level. So props to the dude for like just being yes. great. I oh, personally wow. really love Lewis Hamilton, not only because of what he did in Formula One. I think he's very outspoken person. He is, and we'll talk and about it. And he's like well. stands for human rights. Yeah. Well, Black Lives Matter, obviously, but this is another thing. I yeah, think. We'll but talk anyway, about it, yeah. it's just like I don't know. He's amazing, and whenever he speaks, I'm just so like impressed. listening. He is very. Um, I recommend guys if you want to watch like any interviews, you'll see with him. He is very. Um, careful in the way he conveys information so like he always tries to be very um and he had some controversies and we'll talk about it but he is he tries to be very considerate in the way he kind of presents information and puts it across which is not something you often see in formula one and it did kind of bring him a lot of scrutiny because he is very outspoken about yeah. other things so people um and we'll, i'll talk about this in a bit more detail but a lot of formula one audience tends to be old white males usually and when lewis came into the sport with like kind of his personality and him just like doing so many things outside of formula one so he did he did music he does fashion he is like he does a lot of things people are kind of mad that he was ruining his like the image of formula one so to say but actually Ever since he started in Formula One, audiences of Formula One grew by like 58%. So actually, he brought a lot of new fans into the sport. He brought a lot of new people into the sport just by doing things outside of Formula One. So, you know. Shout out to Shout out again. again. Woo! Look, look. But yeah, that's a brief overview of everything. But he was born in Stevenage. So he is British. Yay! And he is arguably probably the most successful British driver that they've got out here. But... Um, you know, he and he is the only black um, Formula One driver to so far to have been into the sport. So um, that's a kind of, you know, another thing to mention as well. Um, so he got into Formula One in 2007. He was with McLaren initially for five years. So from 2007 to 2012, he won um, his first title, so his kind of maiden title, what's called the first one, um, when he was with McLaren. And then in 2013, he moved to Mercedes and he's been to Mercedes ever since. So what's now? Oh my God, he's been with them for some eight years and he signed wow. a contract until next year. So that's going to be nine years, probably the longest ever driver they had with Mercedes. But 
So yeah, nine years with Mercedes. Well, it's gonna be next year because I signed in next year. But let's talk about his personal life a little bit. So yes, please, please go ahead. <laughs> So as I said, he was born in Stevenage and his parents separated when he was two. Um, He lived with his mother um, and kind of his older half-sister until he was 12. And then he lived with his dad and his stepmother. And then he also has a half-brother kind of from his dad and his other. That sounds a bit complicated. Which is also, yeah, his his brother is also a kind of racing driver. So his dad is actually the one that kind of introduced him to the sport and kind of carding and stuff. Um, so he was quite good when he was um, young at karting, but he was the only kind of black child at his racing club. And um, he did say a couple of times that he was kind of subjected to like racist abuse a lot. But um, to so to support him, his dad did like four jobs at one point. So oh he was a God, consultant. That's so nice. Um, he worked as kind of like doing double glazing salesman, like dishwasher, putting up signs for a state agent whilst going to like all of his races as well. So his dad, like, um, and he ended up being his manager until like 2010, I think when kind of, um, I guess he started doing something else, but yeah, so he had a quite, like, he didn't have it easy in terms of, which is not something that you often see with formula one drivers as well. Um, they usually come, they either have a lot of sponsors so like Checo Perez, for example, you saw it in Drive to yeah. Survive. Like they either come with money or like they come from money. So like, you know, being someone that is this. But um, so when he started cutting, he was quite good. Um, and in this this moment when he was quite young, when he won the cutting championship, where he went to um, kind of one of the directors, um, so the McLaren Formula One team boss, yeah. he went up to him to ask for an autograph and he said, hi, I'm Lewis Hamilton. I won the British championship and one day I want to be racing your cars. Mm-hmm. And his uh, the boss, the McLaren kind of CEO, he said, phone me in five years, we'll sort something out then. And in 2007, he actually got the offer to oh join the McLaren team. So it's quite iconic and I guess quite kind of um, significant as well. Um, so he finished, so in his debut year in 2007, um, he finished on the podium in his first race. Oh, wow. Um, he That's didn't win, but finished on the podium. Yeah, quite good. Um, and then he was, he actually had a several kind of records that year as well. So most consecutive fo- uh, podium and finishes from a debut. So like nine, uh, most wins in a debut season four. And also the most points in a debut season. So quite impressive again as well. Um, he, when he joined McLaren, he was racing with Fernando Alonso. So Alonso right. was in McLaren at the time. And it was a bit of a complicated um, year, let's say. Because if there's one thing to know about Alonso is he is great, but he complains a lot. And he yeah, is a very, very he hates Hamilton is the easiest way to say anything about it. So they had a kind of, um, they, they were involved in a number of incidents kind of during that year. Um, and there was a lot of tension and Alonso actually terminated their, his contract with McLaren the following year. So he kind of left after, um, kind of Hamilton joined, as I said. Um, but Hamilton went on to be continuing at McLaren. He had, successful times in 2008 as well he had podium finishes so kind of living his best life um and then Good in 2000 
right? In yeah, 2013, so he joined, um, as I said, Mercedes. And then he had a good start of the season as well. He won the first race victory um, where he had kind of, there was this really impressive win and it was at the Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, he had a, he converted a pole position where he won kind of with a margin of 11 seconds to the next person, which is quite impressive in Formula One. Usually the like kind of differences between one and two is like one second in a yeah. bit. So that was quite good. And then when the change to regulations happened, so in 2014, there were some changes in Formula One. Same thing that happened this year. They changed, yeah. they moved to the turbo kind of um, hybrid era. Mercedes built a really good car and they got it right. So they kind of started to win consistently. And this is where people started to kind of, I guess, switch a little bit where they were like, oh, he has the best car. So like, you know, of course he's winning. It's not that he's a good driver kind of thing. Oh, what a shame. Though. Yeah, right. So at Mercedes, when he started, he was racing with Nico Rosberg, which is, again, they had a very controversial time. Nico Rosberg is very... What's the best way to describe him? He talks a lot. Yeah. Uh, he says a lot. And he, um, in 2016, they, um, is when Lewis lost the title to Rosberg. So Rosberg only has one world title, 2016. Yeah. But they had like very complicated moments. So they used to race each other quite a lot. And it caused issues within the team where they basically, they were told like, you need to stop this. And in the finale of the race, so Lewis actually had bad luck in terms of the points. So um, he had an engine blowout during the season, which caused him to kind of lose. So Rosberg didn't actually win because he was the better driver. He won just because Hamilton lost a bit more in terms of just being unlucky and not finishing races because of technical issues. So when oh, he won, uh, he put the cars on him. Yeah, probably, like, and he retired. That? So he won in 2016, and then he left. And now he likes to talk about shit about Hamilton every chance he gets all the time. Oh, man. So again, not kind of impressive. But yeah, once he retired, 2017, 2020, he won four titles in a row. So we've got seven now. 2021 season last year. Let's talk about oh it. Oh my god, that's so oh, I don't dramatic. like to talk about. Okay, it. We, we I just have to mention yeah, it because I know. it was a very traumatic season for me. I don't put I cannot say like um Lewis Hamilton is not like my favorite driver. I like him a lot. He's great. He's fantastic. But I'm, I've always been kind of I love Daniel Ricciardo. Um, whatever, but I really wanted him to win his eighth title. I don't know. I was very like because emotionally... it would be like he would be the one that I had know, the most yeah, I know. Titles. And I was like, I just felt like he deserved it based yeah. on like everything. And I'm not saying Max is a really good driver, and he deserved it equally, if whatever. So the for context, so in 2021, title fight was between Hamilton and Verstappen. Yeah. They were kind of fighting every race. There were so many dramatic moments because the cars were so close to each other in terms of how good they were yeah. that they went into the final race of the season on equal points, which was like, it only happened like, I don't know how many years ago. So it was quite iconic because Drive to Survive happened. Viewership as well in Formula One like increased. So a lot of people are following this. It was the most dramatic end race of the season I've ever seen because what basically happened is in someone crashed with one lap to go. So they stopped the race and they said Hamilton was in the lead, right? Yeah. When someone crashes, if there's a safety car and a yellow flag, which was the case, you're allowed to change your tires. So you're allowed to go in and change your tires if you want to. Verstappen went in and changed the tires. 
And what basically happened is kind of the race director kind of instructed that the lapped cars who were separating Lewis and kind of Max, which a lapped car is basically, imagine Hamilton and Verstappen were basically one lap ahead of everyone. So yeah. people are behind so bad that they were kind of, um, so the lapped cars were allowed to unlap themselves. And then that basically meant that the gap between Hamilton and Verstappen was non-existent. So because Verstappen was on fresher tires, he just went for it and won the race with like in the last lap. And everybody was so Whoa, so it's just like, you know, then the two was, doors closes and, and like, miss it. Yeah, that was it. It wasn't even his fault. And that, and if you watch the interviews as well, all the drivers are very confused because they were like, this never happened before in terms of like the regulations, like lapped cars are not allowed to kind of unlap themselves. And it was the fact that only the ones between Hamilton and Verstappen were allowed to unlap themselves as well. People are like, what the fuck happened? So with that controversy, you know, and I said this before, I yeah. feel bad for Max as well, because I think it's a shitty thing to have that good of a season and then have people like question if your title's legit or not because of that something. Yeah. So I, but then again, he doesn't care. So why am I kind of... But um, after that, the race director was actually fired. So they did kind of an investigation. But after that finale, Lewis kind of went off the grid. So like he didn't post on social media for like a month or two. Like no one saw anything from him. So people are like, you know, those, is he going to retire? Is he going to, you know, what's going to happen? But he came back this year and he is having more fun than ever, I would say. I don't know. I feel like Mercedes is having a shitty season now. He's not living his best life. But I, I just feel like he came back, like, so much more proud of who he is. Like, he's making jokes. He's always, like, trying to stay positive. And that's the thing as well. He is the most, like, he will post the most, like, motivational quotes. Oh, yeah. Like, say, he's supposed to be, yeah. like, a leader or like, something. Like, guru level, for yeah. sure. He's always like, guys, like have a blessed day i love you but it's really funny because if we talk about his personal life as well so he used to date nicole Sch um schwarzinger is that her name from pussycat dolls the lead singer yeah um they dated I on pronounce her. they dated on and off for like um 2007 let's check i have my notes here so they dated on and off for like um quite a bit of time and this was the time when like I like to joke about it and say it was his fuckboy era because yeah. he used to post thirst traps on Instagram <laughs> all the time. And at one point they had this controversy. I'm going to find um, the picture and talk about it in the next podcast. But they had a controversy because he almost posted a picture like half naked of him. Mm -hmm. and everyone, but it was his fuckboy era. Like the way he was posing, yeah. and posting. I was like, Lulu, this is not you, baby. <laughs> like, Very no motivational. It was not, about... But now he's all he's like also can we just say he is absolutely beautiful for 37 like he looks oh, amazing and also like he's probably one of the most stylish drivers yeah let's talk about that so in terms of personal life um he does quite a lot he does fashion so he had a collection with tommy hilfinger yeah. he does activism he has a number of charities that he designs to, and he was the one that kind of always kind of led the way in formula one like against racism so like obviously when um the george floyd um murder happened and everything he was the one that was kind of trying to push. yeah speaking and of. he he is pushing for diversity within the sport as also well. he's got his own team 
that tries to kind of bring people from lower income backgrounds into Formula One. Oh, that's so nice. He pays getting scholarships to people like into engineering and stuff and like women of color, especially because, you know, they don't have the same chances. So he is actively trying to bring like more and that caught him quite a bit of heat in terms of reception from people because people are like, oh, he should just focus on driving and whatever. But like, I don't know, for me, him and Vettel, and we'll talk about Sebastian Vettel, he, they are the only two drivers I have always spoken about what they believe in, in Formula One. Like, always, always in terms of, like, social issues, anything. When they were racing in a country that was, like, even when they raced in Hungary, because, like, they don't have the best gay um, agenda, right? Yeah. Even when they raced, they were very vocal about the fact that, you know, it's not okay, and we know the issues, and they, like, designed helmets that had rainbows on them in Abu Dhabi, like, and every time he, you know, they had countries where, like, maybe there were some political issues, they always made a statement. So, um, but let's talk about because he had a bit of kind of, let's say incident. So with him being the only black driver, there was a lot of kind of racist abuse towards him as well. So the most kind of common, I get not common, that's about what the most kind of the first thing that happened is when when he was like with the Alonso together, yeah, still yeah, teammates, yeah. right? Yeah. So let me just I'm scrolling through my little notes. It's so, not little at all. Though. Yeah, no, it's kind of like... It's <laughs> That's like, why you cannot find it. Like, 12 pages, guys. Sorry, but there's, like, so But much basically, it was... I did some research as well. So it was, like... Uh, it was, I think, the race in Spain. It was in Spain. It wasn't... And the people yeah. that are dressed up, like, they painted them... Face, yeah. yeah. And then they also had... Painted them face black and... Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, basically, it was kind of, oh, I found it. So in 2008, he was heckled in the kind of preseason. But also, um, they, in at the Brazilian, um, shortly before the Brazilian Grand Prix, a website owned by a Spanish kind of branch of the new uh, company, basically kind of encouraged people to try to put stuff on the track to burst his tires and destroy his car. And there was quite a bit, even when, like, he was racing with Alonso, Alonso was always very, like, just not, but, like, racist undertones to him every time he spoke to him. I'm like, it's not nice. But you can also see it in general in the way the British media treats him compared to other British drivers. They always talk shit about him. But, like, Jensen Button's a good example. Jensen Button's another British yeah. driver. He always talks shit about Lewis. And, like, always the media praises Button, even though he was not that successful as a driver but always talk shit about lewis they like to report him on everything last month they reported the fact that he won against the council to cut a tree that was in his yard and i was like why is this news <laughs> why is this on bbc news why am i reading this guys it's not that important but yeah as i said he does a lot of activism kind of specifically with that well i think i realized that he does a lot of things like um to calm himself down and he always shares with the people how to get rid of anxiety not to feel like he said like water always like helps him to relax yeah. so he does like kayaking or something like that other stuff but anyway the most probably important thing that he always shares and he says like 
oh guys i hope you're gonna be grateful for what you have yeah, yeah more the best for you to come and the other things of course about the human rights and stuff and also what i find out today on like he can play guitar he can play yeah, piano he's, also he's really actually like in music yeah as well so he does music as multi-talent well. multi-talent he can do everything but his um to me oh he's in terms of lifestyle so he is vegan um and he is kind of he leads a very um obviously as a formula one driver you have to leave a, like have a very active lifestyle anyway yeah. but he is always very i don't know to me people always they love to hate him and i think that's what you get when you're really successful people yeah. love to talk shit about you and it's gonna happen to other drivers as well the more successful they get people love to hate whoever's up and he kind of said that but for me as well like I don't know, I've never seen this dude like talk bad about anybody. Even last year, okay, maybe last year was a bit different when he was talking about kind of Max Verstappen and they were having, you know, the little interviews because reporters like to ask yeah. questions. And what I realized always, as well, they always gonna ask the most shittiest questions. Question to him. It's yeah. always about like social issues. Anything they always ask Lewis, they ask no other driver. Because remember, when I was talking yeah. about Daniel last time, I told you, when they asked him, he was like, oh, I don't watch the news. But then Lewis is like, no, so I think, you know, everybody's entitled, man, like, why always you got to go to like him, but they always, always try to get a story out of him. If they can put him in a bad position, they will 100%. And I think, I don't know, I think he deserves a bit better in terms of like, than the sport is offering him. But then again, he gets paid like 40 million a year. So I think he's going to be fine. Maybe a little bit, but well, hopefully, I just hope he's not gonna freeze his insta account anymore again no, because no, without no. the blessings that he gives every, every day morning. we cannot survive yeah. but i guess what's your um opinion so i guess that's a kind of brief overview in terms of um you know who he is and what he does he does quite as i said he's probably one of the most complex drivers that are out there because oh, let's uh, the funniest thing that happened this week and i have to talk about it sorry sorry yeah so he has a lot of piercings um yeah. he has a nose piercing he's got ear piercings and he likes to wear jewelry quite a lot. It's never been an issue before in terms of wearing jewelry in uh, Formula One. People have their wedding rings on. A lot of the drivers have rings on. Pierre Gasly has a cross on his neck. So they wear jewelry. For some reason, this weekend at the Miami Grand Prix, the FIA Miami. said drivers are not allowed to wear jewelry anymore. It's a safety risk. My dude Lulu. <laughs> showed up at the press conference with three watches on his hand rings on all of his fingers all of his piercings on and everything and they asked him they're like oh, are you gonna stop wearing jewelry considering the band and he goes no i'm gonna wear four watches next week instead of three <laughs> i couldn't find more this morning and it does they asked him about like People said it feels very targeted. Like, you know, he's one of the only drivers. He's been racing for 16 years. Why is it an issue now? Um, and they asked Pierre Gasly about it. And Gasly said the same thing. He's like, it feels very targeted. He's like, I don't like to wear a cross. I'm Catholic. I don't feel comfortable, like, racing without it. Why are we not allowed all of a sudden? And then uh, Science and Ocon crashed. So my, the Miami Grand Prix is a new track that's happening. It's the first time they're racing there. It's I have a lot to say about this track. We'll talk about it in the next podcast. But basically, um, two people crashed in the same place, right? So the driver said 
it was a very big crash. You need to put barriers there. Like you need to put different barriers. Yeah. FIA said, fuck you. And then like, <laughs> in terms of jewelry, they go, and it, the, this, I've seen so many memes of like the FIA when a driver crashes, cannot listen. The FIA when someone's wearing jewelry, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. Hold up. And like people are like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? Like we're talking about safety and you're letting people crash, but he cannot wear a fucking ring. And then Hamilton said, anyway, he's going to get medical exemptions. He was like, I don't want to take my nose piercings out. And I don't want to take my ear piercings out. Medical exemptions for all of them. Fuck you. He's like really smart person, I would say. And he knows his shit. He's always been targeted like for many bullshit. If I was, I've said this, if I was him, I admired this dude for like the mental strength that he has. I cannot imagine always being blasted by ev- even the british media he's a british fucking racing driver you should be proud that like your country is being represented by someone that's so even if you don't think he's the greatest driver of all time from a statistical perspective and numbers he is the most successful driver that's out there why are you not more proud of the fact that he's representing yeah. your fucking country his own newspapers are bashing what the fuck do you expect from somebody else like i don't know to me it was always impressive to see him always like not staying positive and not giving a shit and like always being nice to his fans and everybody, the interactions of, I don't know. I think I'm not saying he's a saint and an angel or everything because everyone, but I think he is genuinely, he tries to be a good person on kind of the track and everything and outside. I don't know. Maybe he does cocaine. In that <laughs> but, you know, from what I've seen and stuff, I think, you know, he's um, definitely, I, as I said, one of the most complex drivers. And like, I don't know, I just admire his like strengths overall. Yeah, I, guess I mean, you... he's very uh, strong. For me, he's an angel anyway. <laughs> but because like, he's the only one who like, outspoken so much helps to the charities okay there is a lot of uh things but the things like he does it's what drivers doesn't come on oh he got private jet oh my god but you say you want to help he actually sold so he was criticized for owning a private jet and he sold his private jet in 2017 i think and he basically said you know i'm trying my best to preach like to do what i preach so he sold his private jet. My God. Is so not, cute. Like, he's so sweet. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So I think he's like, how to explain the higher example for everyone who is in Formula One. Maybe you don't have to do everything what he does. No, but he is but a like, great person. The way that he shows what he stands for yeah. is just like powerful. Incredible. Powerful stuff. We love Lulu. Yes. Lewis Hamilton is the best driver <laughs> for me. Don't do that to Pierre Gasly. I mean, Pierre Gasly is our bestie. You just message with him. Yes, so we're going to end it on this one. I have to mention this. So I used to send reels to Pierre on uh, before a race weekend, right? So I used to send him funny reels. And, and, they, and then say, oh, have a good race. Have a blah, great, blah. great race, bestie. Yeah. <laughs> and yesterday I was in Starbucks. I was waiting for my coffee, just scrolling through my phone. And I saw that someone messaged me, thank you. And I was like, I don't think I've said anything to anyone for them to say thank you to me. So I clicked on it and I saw it was Pierre. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and she messaged me like, oh, I messaged you like, oh my fucking God, it's happening. We're going to be best friends and we're going to take him to a Romanian club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel, well, this Shout is, out to Pierre Gasly. <laughs> yeah, we love Pierre as well. But what I wanted to say probably 
what is hard for all of the drivers just to feel like a normal person. I think so. I think, I, and I, especially for Hamilton, because I think for him, he's so well known everywhere. Anyway, he's got, I don't know how he can 20, trust He's people. got 28 million followers on Instagram. But how he can trust people? Like, you anybody could be like, oh my God, I will kill well, that's, him. I guess that's the thing. When you're that, when you're famous and you're rich in general, you don't know. Not rich. When you're famous, because you can be rich and nobody knows that you're yeah. rich. But when you're famous, you never know if people want to want you for you or they want you because you're famous and you're racing driver Lewis Hamilton. Like he's a fucking dude. I'm guessing he poops the same way as we do. This is kind of fun. We gotta start to rap. So you know, I'm guessing he takes his pants off the same way as we do, one leg at a time. <laughs> or maybe both. Who knows? He's like fucking athletic as he fuck. He is. He looks great. I recommend for all the girls listening, Google uh, Lewis Hamilton shirtless pics. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see his tattoos. He's got great tattoos. We forgot to mention that. He's got great tattoos. Oh, Google yeah, that's his tattoos. True. But anyway, good. like, I still cannot forget that like, every fucking race weekend, his outfits his are outfits. so lit. Google, Google, like, Lewis Hamilton race. Like, um, the way he goes into the paddock, he looks better than all the models I've seen on runways. I'm like, hell yeah, you go, Lulu. Yeah, he's amazing. And I don't know, like, how you can manage to do everything so well and you receive so much shit. Good for him. Good for him. Like, like God go, bless Lewis you Hamilton. are an icon and a legend. And I think we're going to end it on that note. We love Lewis Hamilton. And we're going to do another poll no, no, for no, the no, next no, driver. No, no. So let us know. Um, go on our Instagram. Because we kind of listened to you, but I was like, maybe we shouldn't listen. But <laughs> then I was like, okay, let's respect let's our Let's respect listeners. the wishes. We really wanted to talk about Pierre Gasly. <laughs> <laughs> but we couldn't. So we, we talked about Lewis Hamilton. But um, we'll do another poll. Follow us on Instagram, Your Late Night Talks. Thank you for listening. Yeah, that's so true. much. We are very, very grateful. And we love you all. We love you loads. We love you loads. And then also, uh, God bless you. Be grateful for what you have. If something <laughs> is bothering you, don't worry. With speak this, up. Speak up. And with this podcast, we're just going to give a smile on your face. And anything that's worrying you going to disappear. Just love so yourself. Cute. And remember nobody gonna happen to you if you are happy with yourself and you love yourself so you always need to love yourself <laughs> i cannot do same motivational things like <laughs> lewis hamilton sorry guys i tried my best <laughs> thank you bye